The Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760 presents Wake Up in the Den with Kubule Agbayani. Good morning, beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den. Kule Agbayani, Alamia, oh, on our second to the last show of the year of 2022. I still can't wrap my head around it. Just like uh, Christmas came and went. I feel like we're just getting started in the beginning of December. Like Christmas is almost here, you guys. Make sure you do your shopping. And now we're here and it's almost the new year. And I just cannot like wrap my head around it as well. At least I get to finish the day or the, the year with University of Hawaii men's basketball, which we'll talk about a little later coming up on the show as they start Big West Conference play today. And so does the Rainbow Wahine basketball team as well. So we'll tell you a little bit about that. Also coming up, we have our interview that we did um, a couple weeks back, but we'll play it for you with Isaac Silva, who is a professional powerlifter and bodybuilder and also a world record holder and Pua Olona sponsored athlete. So hopefully maybe, you know, hearing his story as he's only been a professional for really not that long of a time. Maybe I, I believe it's about six years he's only been doing this. So maybe it's perfect to end the new year and get you inspired, as I know a lot of people have it on their um, resolution list to you know, get into the gym a little bit more or get in shape. Obviously, he's like professional, professional, and it says a lot when you're a world record holder. And he just competed at Mr. Olympia as well uh, last week, a couple weeks ago, last week. So, but you'll hear a little bit about his story and also just um, being a sponsored athlete by Pua Olona. And I can't even believe that it's bowl games. I had to like double take a double take like, oh, yeah, there's the the college football playoff semifinals coming up on Saturday. <laughs> As I totally had no idea. So we'll, we'll maybe touch on that a little bit today, but definitely talk about it um, tomorrow. And also today, coming up a little later on, right here on Hawaii Sports Radio Network, we do have Dallas Cowboys football uh, versus the Tennessee Titans. But yeah, it'll be an interesting game because there's no Derrick Henry. And yeah, the Titans are just imploding and crashing and burning. And the Dallas Cowboys should knock on wood, have a relatively easy game. So broadcast begins at 2.45 p.m. today. Again, that's the Cowboys and the Tennessee Titans coming up. Also through the West of the week, we have a couple of days of USC men's basketball, LA Clippers. And of course, on Monday, we have the Goodyear Cotton Bowl featuring USC and Tulane. That will be right and early on Monday morning. Most people have the day off, including us. So you won't hear us, but you'll have USC Trojans football. As I know, we have a lot of USC Trojans fans here that listen. Another one of our, our part of our listeners that, that you know, all the US, we have all the USC fans, Alan. I know Alan's always happy about that because being that he's Mr. UCLA. Actually, did you see my newest addition to our studio? I put in a USC mini helmet. I did. As I'm trying to, you brought in Shohei Otani. A little, the little pop figure. And then I was like, wait, I need to add, we, we're missing a team in here. So we're just missing the Clippers now. And it might be gone tomorrow. I can't do it today because then you know it's me. But <laughs> if I do it tomorrow, you'll be like, who I'll, did that? Who I'll it? always know it's you. Because as we've established <laughs> before, we don't really have too many actual sports fans amongst the rest of the radio stations here. So, so <laughs> But it's funny, though, because we are a UCLA family. Uh, that's where my father-in-law went to school. And it's, I just growing up, I've always been UCLA, not not USC. So, 
but it, amongst our our you know my in law side of the like their group of friends that are all, they're all UCLA right amongst them though the the, the chatter was always going to be like what happens when one of the one of our kids ends up going to USC <laughs> then what right because all the all the parents are UCLA and whatnot and and now the kids are are starting to go into college even better. well it's starting to happen one of the one of our group of friends uh, the son got accepted to USC. <laughs> And uh, and so he sent a picture to my father in law and uh and, and they were like in USC sweatshirts, shirts and hats and he goes, Well, I guess it's starting and then my father in law cut quickly uh, you know chirped in and he was like you know but you know how i feel about you usc eluding that he's always going to be ucla and then i started to think imagine if kenzie went uh you know ends up in in what 16 years 17 years from now ends up going to usc i'll tell you what my father-in-law who's the biggest ucla fan will turn into the <laughs> biggest usc fan there ever is and 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 that and that's the reality of it but so uh, I like the helmet. It's it's a classic, iconic helmet. You can't go wrong with and it. And that's why I had to. We were missing a team, which I'm trying to like put at least like one item from. You all know, of our team. actually, uh, we don't Mati, have a thing in here either. You know, Mati used to always get me. Um, Matias used to always get me for Christmas like Clippers stuff. I have a I have an old Baron Davis brand new jersey when when Baron Davis was on the Clippers. I don't know how we can. I mean, we if we just can figure out a good just, way to put it up, put here. it up, hang it up somewhere that matches. I mean, still does to look nice. We need Liverpool in here though. Mm, no thanks. I have my. Well, that's you know that was a really quick no thanks. Like you could you could at least. Be <laughs> I like, told let me you think our station it. teams. Well, I'm finding a way to make Liverpool part of our station. Station here. teams. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> Maybe we'll put like a big fat head of like Dallas Cowboy stuff on the back of the the door or something. That's Let's not missing. say we did. <laughs> or put it on the outside so we don't have to see it the whole time during the show. Anyways, yes, again, Dallas Cowboys, Tennessee Titans coming up later today. The oh, well, it's a mix of my teams and <laughs> I was, was going to say as Kool Aid was sitting here going, it's teams that we you know we have on our station. I, I turned to my back and I go, there's wait a Chicago. A wait a minute, there's a Chicago Bears flag. There is a uh, <laughs> Kansas uh, Jayhawks uh, pennant flag and National a champs, baby. and a Celtics uh, Golden State Warriors finals uh, pennant flag and I'm thinking a bunch of Anthony Rizzo oh, pictures. Oh wait, there's Tennessee Titans Marcus Mariota well, picture. Marcus Mariota. So. There's a Matt Murray Stanley Cup autograph puck in here. The Matt, Mur- Matt Murray used to be the goaltender for the Pittsburgh Penguins, by the way, in case and, anyone's like, who's Matt Murray? And, and there's Who won? Sh- yes, and the, the Stanley Cup. And there's a, sh- uh, uh, is that a, is, is that Schwarber? No. No, that's Rizzo. Rizzo. That's Rizzo, It's too. Rizzo. That's a Rizzo autograph to Kuhle. My 29th birthday. And so, to be fair, the only things here that of our <laughs> station, oh, and there's a bunch of Hawaii stuff in here, too. So, to be fair, the only things we have in the station that are, are affiliated we with us. We have a little HPU Shaka. We got a foam shaka hand from HPU in the and pot show. Replica NCAA men's volleyball national championship trophy. But that's USC. I mean UUH. Personalized by head coach Charlie Wade. Thank you very much. But nothing in the studio is of what we just do. I didn't say only. I just said that's what we add. Anyways, so far basically what Kool Aid Getting back to the Dallas Cowboys. To <laughs> <laughs> get back to the Dallas Cowboys. Now they are. I know we've said this before, but they did clinch a playoff. Sp- but uh, the Titans, by the way, are, I mean, technically they're still considered on the bubble, but they're quite a ways away and they're likely going to lose to the Cowboys today. Um, the Raiders are an interesting team to talk about as they have officially benched 
their starting quarterback, or I guess their former starting quarterback, Derek Carr, which was, it's surprising, but not surprising when you kind of read into it. I mean, he hasn't been doing very well. Although I looked at some of his stats, though, it was kind of interesting because we were talking about Tua Tungvaluwa the last couple of days. So, so Derek Carr has officially been benched by the Raiders, and the Raiders will start Jared Stidham versus the 49ers on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. And undrafted rookie free agent Chase Garbers will serve as the backup. And Derek Carr also had stepped away from the team in order to not be a distraction through the last couple of weeks. Uh, I mean, I'm not sure how much of a distraction you can be, as I think the percentage that I saw is that the Raiders are still not mathematically eliminated from the playoff, but they are very much at the bottom. So I think they have like a one percent chance or something at six and nine third in the AFC West and yeah playing against the 11 and 4 49ers is not going to be easy because they are a pretty dang good team um bunch of teams already eliminated what we went through before I mean it's kind of it's one of those things that you're somewhat surprised but not surprised we always talk about Russell Wilson and like how that was the worst decision ever I mean when you think back on the Raiders getting Devontae Adams, essentially reuniting Devontae Adams with his former Fresno State quarterback in Derek Carr, the assumption was like the ex or the assumption and the expectation was, wow, they're they're probably going to find their chemistry back. Devontae Adams was, you know, Aaron Rodgers' number one target out there at Green Bay. And he comes over and then, yeah, the Raiders just having very much of a lackluster season I don't know that might even be an overstatement to be honest they're just like crashing and burning so I mean Derek Carr has been the starting quarterback since 2014 Uh, the season this season though Carr has an NFL high and career high tying 14 interceptions and his passer rating of 86.3 is his lowest since his rookie season. So uh, this season right now, he has completed 305 of his passes out of 502 attempts for 3,000, just over 3,500 yards, 24 touchdowns, and yes, the 14 INTs and sacked 27 times. Now, when I was looking at some of the stats, though, the interesting thing is that he's not, Joe Burrow is, I guess, rating-wise, he's obviously significantly higher, but when we're talking about Tua and interceptions yesterday, and you're right, Alan, he was before the three he threw the other day, he was at only five. Yeah. And, and Josh Allen. Crazy. Josh Allen is at 13. <laughs> like, it's crazy when you think about it, because I was like, oh, I wonder how this, how Derek Carr's, you know, stats this season compares to, and the first quarterback I thought of was like, oh, Josh Allen, because, you know, we hear him a lot. Um, I didn't even, I don't know why I didn't think of Patrick Mahomes first, but I was like, Josh Allen, maybe because they're kind of like the same size. I was like, ah, they're similar style quarterbacks, same size, same, relatively same build. I'm like, whoa, Josh Allen isn't that much better. So again, it kind of, when you think about it, it shows you like, or it just reiterates like, hello, this is a team sport. And you need, especially in football, because the quarterback doesn't play on both sides of the ball. So you need... I mean, it's not like there was any doubt. I'm not, you guys always hear me say that. I don't think the quarterback is. I feel like the team, just like I always bring up the 49ers, a team that's just really stacked in all positions on both sides of the ball and, of course, has a really good head coach. You have the 49ers where the quarterback isn't as a significant piece as other teams. But then you look at somewhere, somewhere like the Raiders where they're just, they're just not that good. And Josh McDaniels is 
a little sus. <laughs> to be honest, I'm actually surprised that he lasted longer than Derek Carr because I was like, one of them are going to go first. And I guess it was going to be Josh McDaniel or not. It was going to be Derek Carr first before Josh McDaniels. I don't know if you saw the rumors though. the rumors have it that. And I know there's a lot of people disputing it because you, when you talk about oh, Mark, Davi- no, Mark <laughs> Davis, no, Mark Davis, they said the reason why he hasn't been able to fire Josh McDaniels and why Dave, uh, Derek Carr is being the kind of the fall guy on this whole situation is because he doesn't have the cash to fire and buy out, mm. um, buy out Josh McDaniels. Now he has a lot of money. Don't get me wrong, but I think it might be it might be one of those like uh, Frank McCourt type situations where the Los Angeles Dodgers, um, uh, how many years back was? It's not that he doesn't have money. It's all tied up in assets, and a lot of these guys that have that are really heavy a- asset heavy, they don't want to liquefy their assets to get the cash, and so they're cash strapped. But they're asset heavy. To be honest, they're probably more wealthy than cash heavy people, and then rather than asset heavy. But that's that's a different discussion. But because he didn't, you know. But so that's the rumors. But then there's a lot of people disputing. We're like, well, he's Mark Davis. He has money. I go, yeah, he has money. But it just might be tied up elsewhere, not in actual cash that's invested in the team right now. So that way he can outright pay whatever, how many mm-hmm. millions is going to cost it to fire Josh McDaniels. But I was as I was kind of looking over the situation. I go, I feel bad for Derek Carr. He hasn't played great this year, but I, by no means because there's still that mathematical chance. There's that one percent chance. <laughs> he's still not out of it. So therefore, I it, it seems daunting to me. You're you're just gonna give up on the season. But because there's always that one percent chance, even though it's minor. But here's the thing that, that that gets me. It brings me back to. Do you remember about like four four or five weeks ago? You and I had the conversation. It's I don't know why people don't understand. Just because you're a great assistant or a great coordinator means you're going to be a great head coach. And head and, and those guys have to also realize that themselves. And you have to be able to say, you know what? I might not be a, might I might not be cut out to be a head coach. That's Josh McDaniels. This oh, dude yeah, is garbage. But when it comes to the head coaching position, as a coordinator, as an assistant where he can work hands-on with an individual uh, you know, player, mm-hmm. he's he's godsend. But as a head coach, when you got to think about the entire team from top to bottom, it, it it's not in his cards, and and I he's got to be able to realize that. And teams, stop giving these guys a chance when you already know it's not going to work <laughs> well, out. Well, you don't know for sure that it's not going to work out. I mean, Josh McDaniels cor- kind of proved itself. Some coordinators do just fine. Look at um, what's his name? Yeah, but Brian Josh Dable. McDaniels had yeah, but Josh McDaniels has already proven himself not to be a great head coach. That's the thing. <laughs> the interesting thing though is though now the rumors circulating about the future quarterback like Tom Brady being reunited with his former offensive coordinator who he won six Super Bowls with. I don't know why the Raiders would want to do that because Tom Brady, you know, he's up for free agency. Should he choose to be next season? But. There were rumors about him going to the the 49ers. I'm like, you dude, you just need to go and ride into the sunset already and just give it a rest. But when we talk about the money part, the that's part of the big reason why Derek Carr is being benched right now because it has pretty much everything to Five do mil. with just his contract and salary cap space and then dead cap space. And I think that's the interesting thing in sports is that there's all of these other things business sides of everything that go into play because I believe if like he gets injured um, or he's guaranteed like 33 million next season in the event that he gets injured and it's just all of these things and they're trying to free up cap space just like with Russell Wilson it's it's like all right well 
they fired Nathaniel Hackett, but can't really restructure or do anything with Russell Wilson just because all of this cash that's tied up. And then you're going to have dead money, which dead money essentially means you're paying a player who is not on your team. So these are all the things that everyone has to manage. And a big reason why Derek Carr, actually, you know, pretty much the main reason why Derek Carr is getting benched is to... Um, is for contract purposes because, yeah, they're barely in the playoffs. 1% chance. Probably be, yeah, they're definitely going to lose this weekend unless, I don't know, something Jared Stidham becomes a miracle worker or something against the 49ers. But uh, all this stuff to see. So, yeah, Raiders fans, it seemed like, like again, it, st- it started up here similar to the Broncos when they started, started at the top. Yeah. What's that song? Started at the top. Now we, no, now we here. No, no, we it's supposed here. to be the opposite. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's what the, I mean. I I got faked out too. I got faked out as hard as the Broncos Russell Wilson thing. Like, woo, Russell Wilson. Broncos are pretty much set. You know, they have an awesome defense. Russell Wilson's gonna come and change everything. <laughs> Psych. And then Derek Carr. Oh, Raiders signed Devontae Adams, his former teammate, and he's like the one of the best you know top three receivers in the league right now he's all the Raiders need and Derek Carr needs you know 141 million dollar ride receiver woo worth it and just kidding oh well womp womp (laughs) here's the question I leave you with does Derek Carr play next year and for what team do you think well that's the funny thing the the joke is that he's gonna play for the Colts because the Colts have had a new quarterback like every single year and they kind of get like the uh, I'm a little banged up quarterback. <laughs> they had like Carson oh. Wentz, uh, Matt Ryan and um, shoot, I'm missing someone. Jared Goff? No, he's, no, no, no. he's the uh, Detroit. Oh, I miss. But anyways, you know, after Andrew Luck, they've just been like, all right, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. And now it's going to be Derek Carr. So there's like these memes of Derek Carr in like Colts uniform. Oh. Anyways, got to got to step aside to have our interview. So when we come back, we will we'll play our chat with professional powerlifter and bodybuilder Isaac Silva next on Wake Up in the Wake up in the den with Kuule Ogbayani on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Welcome back to Wake Up in the Den. Kuule Ogbayani joined now by professional powerlifter, bodybuilder, and Pua Olona athlete, Isaac Silva. Isaac, oh, welcome to the man. show. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you folks. Thank you so much. First things first, what I say is the most important question with any local guests, of course. Where in Hawaii do you call home and what school you went? So, actually, I'm originally from Haula, so home would be Haula. And I currently live in Kahuku, so, of course, I'm a Kahuku Red Raider all day. Red Raider for life. Yay. You know, so my wife and I was very fortunate to purchase a home out in Kahuku. Uh, but my heart uh, and everything is back home in Haula. Um, that's when I'm originally from. I was raised there for 28 years of my life with my grandparents. Oh, right on. Yeah. That's a really great place to grow up. Oh, my gosh. I love Hogula, man. And getting into your fitness journey, you're actually relatively new in in a sense. It says you're, you only started about six years ago. I have. So what made you really get into it to this level? Well, to be honest with you, you know, I was working with a mentor of mine. His name is Chris Muscle. Um, muscle model he he actually you know realized that you know potentially that could be somebody um you know i could be a good you know athlete in in powerlifting because he noticed that my natural strength Mm. you know was my forte at the gym and as we um you know continue to train there 
uh, over the years, well, once <laughs> I would say, he would say, hey, get into powerlifting. I said, oh, I'm good, man. I'm just here to, you know, work on myself, to, you know, better myself and whatnot. I wasn't really into it. And then one year he goes, we have a comp coming up. Uh, you know, I think you should do it. You know, and I, you know, I give it some thought during that time. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of pushing it away, I spoke with, about it with my wife and see how she felt about it. And you know, she said, "Give it a try." I said, "Okay, cool." So you know, Chris and I, we got together. We started training with each other. We started showing some of the things. He started showing me some of the things that, you know, um, some of the rules and regulations what a, a powerlifter, you know, powerlifting would do and whatnot. And I was able to get into it. And finally, when I did it, <laughs> man, I just got the bug. That was it. I felt like this is where I needed to be, you know, and I started to continue on that journey since then. Oh, yeah. Any like that bug and people don't understand, like when it feels when you just like can lift heavy things and feel so strong and then obviously see your body of work. I'm almost there. I'm catching up to you, by the way. But <laughs> that, that, that's that really what gets you and motivated and keeps you motivated. Right. It's Absolutely. just everything that comes with it. And so how many competitions have you entered in throughout oh this time? Oh my gosh, you know, that is a good question. So, um, so as my first competition was back at the Blaisdell, then I got invited to Worlds in Vegas. And then um, the next year after that, I did another one here in Hawaii. Um, and then another one in Arizona. So that's four. Then I came back here, did another bandstand, that's five. And I just did another, so about six, six competitions. So about three years, almost four years. The reason why it shut down because COVID shut down a lot. Oh, so yeah. It was tough. Yeah, so it was really tough. But finally, when it opened back up, you know, I said, hey, let's do it. Yeah. Let's do Get it. Back into it. You know, because back in 2019, oh, sorry, Christian, 2021 is with my Arizona meet. And I was actually mm-hmm. preparing for bodybuilding because powerlifting was still closed due to COVID. So mm-hmm. I had to think about doing something else that I know that I would be good at. And, you know, like you mentioned, right, to keep my journey going, to keep my health up, you know, I had to figure out something that would be better for me. So I decided to do uh, bodybuilding. And then when the powerlifting opened up, (laughs) I said, oh, my gosh, I got to do this. (laughs) You're like, peace out, bodybuilding. I'm going to go. Well, it's it's not not peace out, bodybuilding, because I was training for that almost nine months straight. And then I realized it opened up. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is me. Mm -hmm. This is where I need to be. But then, you know, for for someone who understands what that is, is powerlifting and bodybuilding are two different dynamics, two different things, two different training. So I had to make a decision. And you know what? I decided to go with the powerlifting. But still, I end up doing bodybuilding too. And <laughs> not many people do that. Not many people go from powerlifting straight into bodybuilding because the men's physique, mm-hmm. yeah, you got to have that when you go on stage. So it was really tough for me. So I had an 18-day turnover wow. to drop 37 pounds, to step on that stage and look stage ready. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was tough. And you know what? Even though that, you know, most people were saying maybe you take a break from uh, bodybuilding because, you know, your passion is powerlifting, I decided to go through it anyway. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my wife was a really big um, support in that too, so she really helped me get through it. That was really cool. And it was a rough two and a half weeks. Oh, my gosh, I I can imagine. But I was able to go ahead and do it because I competed in Arizona at the 259-pound weight class. Mm -hmm. And my stage weight was supposed to be 235. Woo! (laughs) I know. I know. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I've accomplished that. You know, not many people would. It's just a strong mindset you got to have to do something like that. And, you know, it was amazing. I ended up taking first place for both. 
So I became the 259-pound world champion for powerlifting. <laughs> and then I ended up taking the first place for the novice in the Sean Ray Classic. Right on. I know. Yeah. Man, Talk I was... about being an ultimate, like, dual sport athlete. Uh-huh. I know a lot of people listening, again, like, that don't understand this world. It is, as you mentioned, two different types of training. And it really is essentially, like, doing two different sports at the end of the day you know people who are in it or in the fitness universe understand that it is but i cannot stress enough people that that is a big deal because they are two different sports (laughs) at the end of the day uh all right and we got to brag about you a little bit though most recently you competed and also i have here that you set a world record i did so, Tell us about that. I So I bumped up the 275-pound weight class for WABDO. So WABDL is the World Association of Benchers and Deadlifters. And I competed in Reno. And I went up there. So there was a current record that was held from this lifter, from this power lifter from Finland. <laughs> and just so happened he was there at the meet too. <laughs> so anyway, so long story short, I was able to not only um, capitalize on the record and beating his record, I was also able to hit my most, well, my PR, is what we call it, a personal mm-hmm. record, and by upping it by 10 pounds above the record, which is 529.3 for a fourth lift. So, man, that was such a great feeling, you know, honestly. When I knew I hit the record on my third lift, kool I was like, I got to go for a fourth lift, and I just decided to just jump up 10 pounds. And when I got that fourth lift in, that was the greatest feeling. Oh, my gosh, I can't even... <laughs> <laughs> and and like the average for someone close to your size of a bench press is maybe at max is like around 400 something right so just to kind of put it in perspective of how like amazing that type of record is for people that again they just don't have a concept of what the baseline would be right yeah like, right and, you know if, if you don't mind sharing you know the difference between you know a raw bencher and a ply bencher. So ply is the shirt you use to help you, you know, kind of get, the people mm-hmm. chase numbers by using the ply because it's kind of more of assisted. Mm-hmm. But I like to keep it traditional and basically you just lift raw. Nothing, nothing on. Yeah, you <sighs> just give it your full strength and your natural strength. And to me, I think that's the best way to go, you know. But a lot of people, they use one ply, two ply, three ply just to kind of chase the number. Nothing's wrong with that. That's mm-hmm. too heavy lifting. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, for me, for myself, you know, I like to keep it natural, which is just raw bench. Man. Obviously, keeping healthy, active, lifting all the time. You know, you encounter some injuries and whatnot uh, in the world of bo- bodybuilding as we are talking story with Isaac Silva. want to get into just you now being a Pua Olona athlete and how that really has helped you in this sport. Oh, my gosh. I got to, so I got introduced to Pua Olona by a good friend of mine named Eric Freitas. Yeah, he's, uh, he's also the owner of Polona. And he came up to me one day. He goes, hey, how's your, how's your joints? <laughs> and I said, oh, it's, you know, it's, it's okay. I mean, not the greatest, but it's okay. He said, let me help you. And then from that point on, you know, he gave me one of the samples uh, for, the, for the paint gel. And, man, I threw it on there. And I was like, this is awesome. And he came up to me one day. He said, well, I like sponsor you. You know, I like what mm. you do. I like what you've become. You know, I follow you on Instagram, and you know what? I think you'll be a great asset. And I said, okay, well, talk to me a little bit more about it. And then, you know, from there, our relationship grew. And then I just fell in love with the products because when it came to the pain gel, because I used to use this icy thing, and then I used to use this tiger thing. Mm-hmm. And at this point in time, I realized, like, wow, 
this CBD product is great. You know, it, it, um, so I lift her on. So I, my training cycles, you know, just to give you an idea, you know, I do one, two, three plate warm ups, four plates, and I try to jump to five plates. But even with that much pressure on your elbows and your joints, it can be very, very extremely painful. Mm-hmm. And, so when it came to that point when I realized that my joints is kind of failing just a little bit, I use a CBD product to put it on there so I know I can continue on my training without having to have this conscious of mind stop. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So ever since then, I tried to weigh in the difference between both products, you know. And I realized that this product, this pain gel, had been more effective for me. And I was able to do the things that I, you know, that I could pursue and become the person that I am today because of it. Because... Many people in the powerlifting industry, once they start feeling pain in certain areas, they stop mm-hmm. because they know the mind is telling you, I can't push further. Mm-hmm. There is no way to continue. But with this pain gel, it gives me instant relief and it's fast acting. And I can go on there and do what I need to do. You know, so to jump a little bit further, so I got sponsored by Eric with Pulono and I was able to go ahead and continue to utilize their products and still give people an understanding of what I use and now they use it and even them feel the same way I do. <laughs> so, which is great. And then, so, for me in powerlifting, I believe in progression. Mm-hmm. So, to me, if you're going to stay in the same weight class for five years, you're only competing against yourself. So, there's no really inf- reason for me to stay in the same weight class. So, I jump from weight class to weight class. <laughs> so, I started off at 308, believe it or not. <laughs> I saw when my first power meet was 308. Yeah, I didn't capture the world in that one because it was really high. 535 was tough, but I knew I had to go back to the drawing board, but I did capture the state. Then I dropped down to 259 for my next one. But for the one down here for the bandstand, I ended up dropping to 242. Ooh. And then that right there, when I used the pain gel prior to my lift because I felt a little bit, you know, discomfort yeah. In, yeah. My, in my elbow joints. I was like, okay, I got to do something. And I know that I have this pain gel in my bag. I took it out, rubbed it on, gave it a nice, really good, and went on, went on stage, and I hit the world record for 242, pressing 507. <laughs> you know? And I, can, I, and, I, and I can attest to that and, and say that the pain gel really helped me. Because most times when you're under that bench or under that bar, and when you feel pain, there's no way that you want to carry on because in your mind it tells you that you're going to get hurt. But that pain gel really helped me to focus, stay focused on the things I needed to do. And when I pushed that, I was so happy. I was unbelievable. And I realized that this product is the best. Now, as a competitor, though, what makes you not worried about this particular CBD product? Because there are testing in the world of sports, in professional sports, and and they get really strict on it. But what makes you okay with this particular CBD product and not worried about anything that might come with it? Well, I did my research on it. And and, and I realized that, yeah, CBD is known as cannabis and all this kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, you know, I spoke with Eric about it. There's no THC in it, you know, and it is, it is still effective, mm-hmm. you know. So I, if you're going to ask me that question, Kool-Aid, I'm going to say that I have no worries. You know, I continue to use this project. Uh, I continue to use this product on a daily um, you know, especially when I'm feeling discomforted. You know, most of the time, push, people want to put pain in jail if you feel discomfort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, you know, I only use it when I feel discomfort, but when I push heavy, I do it every day. So technically, I use it every day. And at the end of the day, I have no worries about this product or what it can do for you as far as job goes, testing, no issues. This is right. a really good product. 
Right on. And again, we're talking story with Isaac Silva, Pua Olona athlete and professional bodybuilder, powerlifter, dual sport athlete. As we said, obviously you're doing this at the highest, highest level, but what advice would you give to someone that is either currently on their fitness journey, maybe just wanting to stay fit from wanting to maybe thinking about getting a little more serious and compete or it's the new year's coming up mm-hmm. and just anyone that, you know, we all think about like, I want to get into shape now. What What is like your basic advice that you would give to somebody that is just starting off or in their fitness journey? Well, one of the uh, biggest suggestion I give to people that do ask me is to just stay consistent. You know, if you're going to make this um, choice to enhance your fitness goals or change your regimen or whatever it is that you're doing, just stay on the same path. Because it's easier for people to go to the gym, not feel good, and never come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah? But that's what it's all about. right? If you're going to train your body to do a certain thing, then you got to be consistent. Because if your body's going to tell you that you can't do it, your mind's going to tell you the same thing. Yeah, so have a strong mindset, stay consistent, yeah, and you know just keep on it, just keep on it, never give up. Yeah, there we go. So at the end of the day, health is important, and sometimes your physical fitness plays a really big key in staying healthy. So stay consistent. There you go, consistency, people. As you head to the new year, and not only in fitness, but maybe just any resolution that people might have is just staying consistent well thank you so much to isaac silva pua olona athlete and professional power lifter and bodybuilder and best of luck on all your future fitness competitions oh thank you i appreciate that now you can check out the complete line of pua olona products at puaolona.com that's p-u-a O-L-O-N-A.com where you can shop high potency CBD products at a super affordable cost. In an effort to improve athletic performance, Pool Olona is also reaching out to the medical community that keeps our athletes healthy. If you or someone you know is a physical therapist, chiropractor, massage therapist, or coach, visit puaolona.com for collaboration details or Give them a call at 808-762-6390. That's 808-762-6390. We'll be back in a couple of minutes on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network 95.1 FM and AM 760. Wait a minute. Stop what we're doing. Welcome back to all of you, the beautiful list of all the beautiful people. It's Wake Up in the Den, Kule Agbayani, Alan Mia, our second to the last show of the year. Mahalo once again to Isaac Silva, professional powerlifter slash bodybuilder and world record holder. And of course, Pua Olona, sponsored athlete for joining us to yeah take some time out of the day. Hope everyone feels inspired. I told Alan, you know, while that recording was going on, I'm like, Alan, see, no excuses. You can't use your neck as an excuse to not like. Says the one who won't be running the marathon <laughs> with me. You'll be walking with a group of friends while I'll be finding like some older gentleman that I can follow as my pacer. And uh, yeah, I'll be fine. Okay. Okay. You'll be Although fine. I got. Uh, so what is what is today? The 29th? How many days? in? So, so two more days and then I'm technically fully cleared. Woo! Now, no excuses. Nope. The first thing I will be doing is throwing a baseball. So. Oh, yeah, I bet. I can't wait. I want to know if I 
if it feels like I'm shooting lightning out of my fingertips still. Oh yeah, that'll be a that's a big test. test because because according to my surgeon, the reason why when I when I was throwing the ball, it felt like I was shooting lightning out of my fingertips was because of my spine, and uh, and my nerve. And so I'm anxious to see if he was correct on this, and uh, I'll let you know on uh, the when we come back the third. Yeah. I'll let you know on the third. Oh, so you're cleared. Oh, you can go set a broadcast for me now then. Whoa. Negatory. All right. I got a different set of hands. Negatory. Alan, Alan Mia does not have Kuale's Garut <laughs> tattooed on my forehead. <laughs> boss lady kind tings. Oh, no. Boss. oh, no, you're not boss lady. Boss lady kind tings. You still do all the Garut work, which is actually kind of fun, actually. But um, uh, we, we do. You know what's funny? Through all of our years, we do enjoy the group because yeah, like, that's that's how we all got our start. And if you you can't appreciate where you started and doing the things that you know you do on an entry level, this ain't the job for you. Mm-hmm. And and that's in anything you do in life. So I appreciate it, and I still actually enjoy going into the field and setting up remotes and broadcasts. Mm-hmm. And every time I go out, you try to outdo yourself the last time to see how much more cleaner and neater you can make it. But sometimes you're pressed for time and you just can't give to you. Yeah, I'm always proud of myself like when something not necessarily goes wrong, but I mean, I guess goes wrong. Like you don't have a zip tie or you don't have so you're missing something not really relative relative to the broadcast itself because you miss one thing for the actual broadcast equipment then your sol because you kind of or you need to run to the store but like little things and i'm always really proud of myself when i can find a way to like macgyver something and be resourceful and like i think that's what really drives me is almost when something happens and i'm like all right you want to you want to know why what do i do you want to know why you feel that way honestly it's because (laughs) you learned from the king of macgyvers and jerry (laughs) rigging right and trust me as as like you know, I sit in the seat I sit in now. We don't like, you know, it, it, I cringe when we jerry-rig things because it's not doing things correctly. It's just doing things to get the job done, yeah. right? But in, in when I'm in that seat of, like, setting up broadcast or fixing things, you know, jerry-rigging that's that, or, or MacGyvering is, is how we do to get by and, and make things work yeah. out of norm, unnormal circumstances. And so... You learn from the kings of, of, of MacGyvering when it well, comes to I broadcast. Think, well, no, actually... I, yeah, multiple because in kings. Los Angeles, trust me, it was not allowed. Like, it's like multiple kings. Like growing up, you know, before I got into dad. the profession, yeah, it's like my dad would MacGyver anything yeah. and everything. Yeah. That's and what I, I mean. And then I get into here, and then there's like AC, and then there's you, and it's like, and then I'm just, I'm pretty much like the like half boy half the time. So I'm like, woohoo! Yeah, let's MacGyver everything. <laughs> no, and, and that's that's kind of how we are, and, and I do it in at home now too. Like as a homeowner. You got to fix everything in yourself, right? So I'm like, I can do this proper way, and it's gonna cost me, you know, a lot, a lot of money, or I can do this the Alan Mia way, where I don't know what I'm doing, but it'll get done, and it'll somehow save us money. <laughs> but it might not be pretty when we got it when we got to get repermitted or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Got to step aside really quick, but when we come back, got to share some news about a former University of Hawaii running back that has just entered the transfer portal by the name of Day Day Hunter and talk a little bit of of Rainbow Warrior and Rainbow Wahine basketball and a couple of other things uh, when we come back on Wake Up in the Den. This one's for you.
need to sing? <laughs> Don't do that, Alan. <laughs> I told you, it's the end of the year. We're going to get weird. <laughs> we should have a little carpool karaoke going on. Like, we're like, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't believe we're at the end of the year. Anyways, welcome back to the Hawaii Sports Radio Network, 95.1 FM and AM 760. Uh, as we mentioned before the break, former University of Hawaii running back Day Day Hunter did announce yesterday via his Twitter that he is entering the transfer portal. So he first tweeted, I want to thank Liberty Football, Coach Hugh Freeze, Bruce S. Johnson for giving me a chance to ball this year. It hurts to say, but after the departure and the recent events that have occurred to me this past month, I think it's best for me, my siblings, and my future that I enter the transfer portal. Uh, And then he has two years of eligibility left. Never redshirted, though, or used a medical redshirt. Uh, he had 850 yards, 6.6 yards per carry, and not nine touchdowns, 999 all-purpose yards in eight games. So we wish him all the best. Uh, there, Yeah, there was some stuff that happened to him out there. Uh, I don't want to really discuss it on the show, but if you want, you can Google it. If you're curious as to know what might have occurred or what is swaying his decision, because yes, he did really well this year at Liberty. But um, some of the comments, of course, people are saying, come back to the 808. And one person replied, would be nice, but we got Tylen Hines. As you guys know, I love Tylen Hines too. He's like, I hope he stays with us until the end. Um, but yeah, a lot of people commenting. We Again, we wish him all the best and hopefully he finds a good home should he come back to Hawaii that would be cool but I wouldn't get anybody's hopes up that he will Um, but yeah shout out to Day Day Hunter and hopefully he finds a good landing spot for him also to mention University of Hawaii men's volleyball season tickets are on sale do I smell a three-peat Possibly. Possibly. <laughs> a lot of returnees. I know. Especially um, Jakob Tella, like who we who people speculated last year could possibly leave to like turn pro and whatnot because like volleyball players can make a lot of money like turning pro. Obviously nothing compared to your typical in America NFL, NBA, but for a sport like volleyball, it's a pretty good living playing professionally overseas. So I love it though. He's like, run it back. Yep. And back. <laughs> and back. And back again. Times three. So season tickets are now on sale. And it includes 19 matches beginning with the season opening series with Ball State January 12th through the 13th. So that's already in a couple of weeks. Oh, my gosh. I love what he I love what Charlie said the other day on, on another radio program. He said, you know, the thing for us is we're not complacent. We know there's a target on our back. Uh, and I'm pra- paraphrasing, but he's basically like, we just got to get better each day. Th- oh, think yeah. of things like we need and we, we just got to get better. And I like that. Don't settle that knowing that you're the best right now because every team is getting better. So you got to get better yourself. And so find little things that we can improve on because those little things end up being those big things. And so I, I really enjoyed what he said. And I, I like the fact that he, he's going to lean on his veteran leadership uh, that he has. A lot of their starters are returnees um, and, and the guys that are role Role players that come off the bench, you know, they're they're getting better by the day too, so they're pushing as mm-hmm. well. So I'm excited for this team. I can't wait. And and um, how special would that be? It's amazing already as back to back, but to be back to back to back to have that opportunity. I don't care if you win it or not, but to have that opportunity to be that, pretty darn special. Oh, yeah, it's it's crazy. Like to think. I mean, you don't have that in any sport, right? Like a three peat. My goodness, that's 
that's like pure dominance slash dynasty to be talked about as we see around the country. Finally, they're coming up to our speed and thinking, hey, look, women's volleyball is pretty interesting. Maybe we should promote it more. I think it's only a matter of time until finally men's volleyball catches up as well. And then people will be like, wow, Hawaii won, knock on wood, Hawaii won three national championships in a row. Wow. And, and then we'll forever be remembered as that team. Yeah. And you're starting to see that growth now with more now conferences uh, recognizing men's volleyball before there used to be federations mm-hmm. and, and like the MPSF, so to speak. But now a lot of conferences are starting to recognize uh, men's volleyball as an actual uh, league sport. So, I mean, uh, NC2A sport. So they're creating you know, within their own conference, their schedules. And so now you're getting more teams to come out here. Their schedule this year is amazing. We've got Penn State finally yes. after COVID, after all the COVID years and cancellations of, of, of the, you know, the pre, the, um, you know, they were on the schedule, but because of COVID restrictions and all that, they kind of canceled the last couple of times. They were supposed to be out here, but now they're coming back this UCLA. year. Ball State is coming. UCLA is coming. This schedule is packed tight, and, and a lot of West Coast teams this year. Before you got, you would see the those East Coast teams uh, come out. So uh, if you guys get a chance, go, man. That's it's going to be a special year for them. Even if, like I said, even if they don't win it, it's still going to be a great year. Yeah, and the ticket prices aren't that bad. So again, nineteen matches, the most expensive ticket level for the lower level in. If- certain sections is 325 so that's the most expensive for the 19 matches uh lower level in other sections are only 250 senior citizen is only 175 and youth 125 upper levels you can get as low as 135 so if you just want to get in and feel the atmosphere because we can expect it to be pretty packed at these games so just 135 season tickets for 19 matches pretty sweet pretty awesome deal Yeah. yeah So also coming up today, want to not forget to mention the University of Hawaii Rainbow Wahine basketball team starts their Big West Conference play today as they will play Cal's. Oh, you say Davis? I'm like, am I looking at? I was looking at this thing a little bit wrong, but yes. They will play UC Davis today at 4 p.m., and that's Hawaii time. They are at UC Davis. Uh, They finished the non-conference schedule with the win, 54-43 over San Jose State. And on Saturday, New Year's Eve, they they are still away. They're on the road and play at Cal Poly. That game is at 12 p.m. Hawaii time. And you can watch both games on ESPN Plus, hopefully. (laughs) You'll take that that how you must because, as we know— we in our volleyball situation i we couldn't like really yeah <laughs> sorry no it's not you alan uh, our microphone was in the way from our time over here just this one mic that i use but anyways yes the rainbow wahine basketball team played today and saturday and you can watch both games on espn plus so be it that it is not blacked out so because we know what happened against volleyball but normally there hasn't been a situation with the rainbow wahine basketball team as they look to repeat and they finished them at the top of the big west conference poll they've had a very tough non-conference schedule so i think they will be more than ready laura beeman and her squad will be more than ready to enter conference play and i'm really excited for this team and as we mentioned never get worried about not only the non-conference slash preseason but also when they get in conference sometimes they get a little shaky in the beginning but they always find a way to turn it around at the end and I can expect a lot of great things to come up for them this season 
Yeah, I'm super excited. And and Lauren Beeman's right. Uh, what happened in the preseason non-conference does not matter. It all begins today. So so go get it. And 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 if you guys, this team has grown every game. You watch them, even their losses. You go like, it's not like they're far off away yeah. from it. So now imagine in conference play, a little bit lighter schedule. No offense to the Big West Conference, and I don't mean that by any disrespect. Like, this is their year. I, I still think they're going to finish out strong. And just remember what happened last year as well. They had a tough non-conference schedule as well. Really slow out the gate. I think 2-7 and seven to start the year. And then all of a sudden, just went on a tear and in the Big West champs. Conference. Champ champs. Regular season. We started here. Champs. Wait, we started at the bottom <laughs> and now we're here. here. Yes, it's the opposite. <laughs> it's the That's opposite. The right, <laughs> that's the right saying of, or right of that lyrics. Uh, they do return home on Thursday. So next week, Thursday, January, January 5th is when they return for their first Big West Conference game at home at the Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center, hosting UC San Diego at 7 p.m. And speaking of how you like preseason, now is the time for the men's basketball team to, all right, it was was great winning the Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic, but now the real work begins. So I am curious to see and hope that there is no letdown this evening as the Rainbow Warriors play UC Davis at seven. And then on Saturday, they play Cal Poly at five, both games at the Simplify Arena at Stan Sheriff Center. And you know where I will be. But again, you, you no letdown, Rico. boys. Tonight will be me. Saturday is left to be. Oh, so working, <laughs> working tonight. Saturday will be for fun. Because it's New Year's. All right. For Alan Mia, I'm Kule Agbayani. Mahalo for listening. Bye. KGU AM K236CR Honolulu is the Hawaii Sports Radio Network on 95.1 FM and AM 760.